Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Rudy Giuliani. Hello, America. This is Rudy Giuliani, and you're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. And I very much appreciate your tuning in on a day that uh, is a, it's always a terrible day when you wake up to the sounds of war. Obviously, wherever in the world it is, but in, 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 a, in a place that, um, in, in, in my particular case, I know very, very well. I've been to Ukraine a number of times. Kiev is a beautiful city. I mean, it's one of the world's most beautiful cities. Uh, beautiful churches and buildings and and I, I know there's the whole issue of corruption in Ukraine and probably no one knows it better than I do having investigated it. I even know there's a lot of it you don't know yet. Uh, but they're mostly very good people. That's not the people of Ukraine any more than it's the people of the United States. People of the United States are not like Schiff and Swalwell and those creeps. They're good people. They're religious people. They're hardworking people. Basically, you know, that's one of the reasons Russia wants them. They're such a valuable country. The breadbasket of Europe in prior days. Now, uh, maybe per capita, maybe. I'm not sure of this. Somebody else can, 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 can correct me on this if I'm wrong. But it'll be really close. In the background, you hear uh, my uh, granddaughter, Grace, because I'm... I'm uh, I'm broadcasting from home today. I'm babysitting, or I'm being helped babysitting for Andrew's daughter, Grace, who is uh, now expressing her concern about, um, well, she doesn't like Putin. You know, she's half a Lithuanian. Her mom was Lithuanian. Now she's an American. So her mom has direct uh, knowledge of the atrocities of the Soviets and the Russians and her family, people in prison and uh, this is a terrible thing that's happening. I thought maybe if we, um, gosh, if, if we started with, uh, maybe we should just kind of get a sense of, why don't you go to cut three uh, for a moment, guys, and let's just listen to this. You know, I, I, I don't know uh, if you've ever been in gunfire, but um, when we talk about this on a radio show or a television show or in company or in a bar or wherever we debate things like this or, or the Senate, it almost sounds like a chess game. Uh-uh. People are dying, losing their lives. Children four or five years old, never going to have a life. Uh, There's a terrible, terrible thing at this stage in our development as a civilization that we're, um, that <laughs> fellow Europeans, fellow Christians, you know, that's what we're talking about here. All over a thousand years ago, 
were they all Russian or were they Russian, Ukrainian, and Belarusian? And and really, it's about uh, it's about a, a, an evil man. The evil man is uh, Putin. Sometimes it's hard to convey this. I know some Republicans have said, you know, he's very smart and he's very brilliant and he's very this and he's very that. I understand that. I know the people who said it. I know they hate him. I know they hate him. And I know they've done more to, 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 to thwart him than, you know, than Democrats have done in their entire life. But what they're trying to point out is we're overmatched here. We're overmatched and we can't lie about it. I mean, uh, uh, Putin played Biden like he was a fiddle, even hanging him out there for four or five weeks like a fool predicting uh, the invasion. What's he doing predicting invasions? The question is, what are you going to do about it, dummy? And he gave it away from the very beginning. If you go to rudyscommonsense.com and you get my... uh, my latest uh, podcast about really Biden, the, the, the things Biden did that caused this, that a sensible president of sound mind would not have done. You know, giving him the Nordstrom pipeline and not asking for anything in return, giving a Bagram Air Force Base 400 miles from China, you got to know someday we're going to need that. You got to know it. Taking uh, troops out of Afghanistan and leaving the civilians behind, who you had to know some of them were going to get killed by the terrorists, and they did. The minute, uh, the minute uh, Biden threatens you, the first words out of your mouth are, no, no military, no military. You just lost all the leverage. What else do you got? Sanctions? You don't think that, that, that over the last, what was it, 14, the last sanctions, you don't think that they readjusted their economy so that they factored in sanctions, created a much closer relationship with China to give them uh, backup if they needed it, and that there are relationships that they're needed for in Europe. I mean, Europe does need their oil and natural gas. And since you, Greeny, cut us off as being energy independent. (laughs) You you helped to make this possible. Don't you see the connection between things? Foreign policy and uh, military policy is very complex, and it needs a fine mind, a complex mind. He never had that, and now he's got nothing. And, and, and just to show how delusional he is, he thinks he overperformed. Doesn't he read the newspapers? You go to cut seven. I didn't overpromise, and but I have probably uh, outperformed what anybody thought would happen. Uh, okay, what is it that we thought would happen, idiot? God, I should—I couldn't be. You can't. I mean, this isn't right. He's the president of the United States. I know. Stop it, Rudy. I'm going to try to stop that. It isn't right. I shouldn't do that. I just am very upset. I really am. I mean, I love my country. This isn't just a. This isn't just a. Uh, 
uh, an intellectual exercise for me. And I love those people in Ukraine. I I, I know those buildings. I've been in them. I've seen them. Uh, I know what these people have gone through in prior prior years of torture. And he outperformed. I mean, what didn't happen that we thought would happen? First of all, we thought that maybe he wasn't going to invade and take even back the uh, the territories that are up for negotiation. Well, he did that right away. Well, not right away. He did it after four weeks of making Biden sound like an idiot predicting uh, invasion and constantly making it clear like he's afraid of it. No military, no military, no military. Then he took that little piece of the uh, of the disputed territories, which wasn't very much, but with an ar- army of about 180,000 very, very uh, strategically surrounding uh, Ukraine. I look at that ma- map a lot, and I look at it changing, and I also see that there are troops right on the Polish border. I don't know if you know that. I mean, Poland is a NATO member. God forbid something happens there. If I'm not mistaken uh, from the map, unless the map is wrong, he's got a whole, whatever they call them, I mean, however they have their divisions, but it looks like he has a whole division that's right up next to Poland, which also happens to be uh, immediately north of of Ukraine. Uh, So then he goes into the rest of it, and now he's taking the whole country. What did you stop him from doing? Why doesn't anybody ask you that? What happened to our press? Do you realize we have a non-functioning president? What did he stop him from doing? What Did he think he was going to use the hydrogen bomb? Did he think he was going to attack Poland and start World War III? I mean, this is the most he would have done. And he watched you carefully and figured out uh, he has the room to do it. He sort of ran into the goal line untouched. And he got everything he wanted so far and he's got plenty to negotiate with now and you got well I won't use the Italian word you've got nothing Uh, also we end up with a situation in which we have lost the confidence of our of our allies who's going to count on us to protect them I mean, we acted like cowards in Afghanistan. We left our people behind when we have a solemn promise not to do that. We got 13 members of our military killed, all on Biden. And now the way he handled this, if you take Afghanistan and you take this, and you gave a course in management or leadership, and I used to give little courses on leadership, this would be an excellent example of what not to do. For example, don't give away the leverage. I know 27% of the American people do not want to intervene. I know that. Putin knows that. It's the only way you're going to get leverage here, which I, I don't think, I think when we were both 40 years old, Joe, and I had this conversation with you, you wouldn't have understood it. Because I know how dopey you are. But you don't let them know that. 
Let them think you're a little crazy. I don't, you know, 27%, what do I care? I got to protect the country. Maybe history will view me as a hero if I do that. You got to play, you've got to start these scenarios going the way Reagan did, the way Trump did, the way Roosevelt did. We, we make somebody president because hopefully they're smarter than we are and clever. That's why Putin is getting all this praise, not because he's a good man. He's a horrible man, but he is clever. And he's got you beat so badly that you think you, you really are delusional. Wow. I, I ran a thing, you know, four months before you won election with two doctors that said you were, that you were on your way to very serious dementia. And of course, nobody paid attention to it. They banned it and censored it. And, uh, boy, I, I think both those doctors would now say they underestimated. Well, we'll be back very shortly with, uh, with uh, a discussion on this, a few more other things. And then we'll get to your questions, which I'm, I really want to see what you're reacting to today. And then, of course, finally, we'll have the mayor's final words, which today are on a, a subject that I don't have the answer to and I need you to help me with. We'll be back. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. You are listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show, and you know you can chat with me on 1-800-848-9222. And I thought maybe we would, we'd, uh, uh, what's, why don't we talk to Tony in, uh, Tony, I think he's in New York somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, in Brooklyn. Thank you, Mayor. Hey, Tony. Um, I don't understand why at this point Joe Biden is going to put sanctions and he's putting sanctions on Russia. It's a little late in the game. If you would have done so right in the beginning a few months ago when Putin put troops on the border of Ukraine, you would have put sanctions. I think Putin would have, you know, a week later pulled back the troops and said that he was just practicing out there. But at this point, if Putin pulls back, it's going to show weakness in his part and he's it's beneath his dignity to show that he's weak and that he's scared of Joe Biden. So all that we're doing is we're going to hurt our economy with these sanctions because the oil is going to go up. It's going to enrage Putin. He's going to get all mad. And we're even seeing with the way he's invading Ukraine, he's not doing it in a clean fashion. He's hurting citizens over there by dropping bombs all over the place. Instead, Joe Biden should come out and tell Putin, you can take Ukraine, you can have it. He should tell Zelensky to you know, give in to Putin and leave the country. And because he's anyhow going to have it, and that way we'll have less death, and it's going to be a lot better that way. You know, that's a very, very interesting and a very honest approach, which would not be possible for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is a pathological liar from the time he was a child. So that would be impossible for him to have the courage to think through that that's exactly the situation that he created. He misled uh, the president of Ukraine. Uh, He's given him no support. I don't know what kind of weapons they've given them, but last time we went through this, Obama gave them nothing. It was described to me by a high-level Ukrainian official that was very pro-Democrat, by the way, that they were given slingshots last time. Uh, maybe this time we gave them water guns. I don't know. Uh, but he misled the man by him staying there. This man could get killed. Uh I don't know how many Ukrainian innocent people are going to be killed by Biden's ineptitude. Uh, if this is where it was going to end up, maybe you're right. Maybe 
but what a, what a thing for the United States to do to just tell a country where well, you can go in and just take a country over, disregard every promise that you made. I mean, they they have a security pact with them not to do this. Russia does. Uh, you let them get away with this. So why don't they start thinking about Poland after that? Maybe they think we'll cave on NATO. I mean, you look at that article. I don't know if you've looked at the New York Post today, but there's an article. There's an article in the, uh, I, think it's, I think it's the first page, uh, that basically it's by Kyle Smith, who's really an excellent writer. Vlad seeing old Joe as weakling. Come on, you know that's right. But you could substitute for that she. Xi Jinping seeing old Joe as weakling. Hmm? The Ayatollah seeing old Joe as desperately wanting to have an agreement with me, even though I like to kill people. I hope the American people are absorbing the horrendous mistake they made in putting this man of limited intellect to begin with. Failing mentality... And a morality that, um, I mean, the crook, a 30-year crook. And a man who has a, 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 a problem with being a pathological liar. So, I mean, he takes money to sell his office. He's got no ethics. He lies all the time. He's dopey. He's demented. So why wouldn't Putin say, am I ever going to get a better opportunity? I want Ukraine. This is the time to take it. Now, he also has his sights on a couple of other places. I don't think uh, he's going to cross the NATO line. I think he's smarter than that. But I could be wrong. Sometimes these guys get all... Well, we'll be back in a few minutes as I hear that music. Giuliani Show. Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show, and we're going to do a chat with the mayor in in just a moment. But right now, we're going to ch- we're going to we're going to chat with Little Red Lionhood on this theme of uh, delusion. I want you to listen to. Uh, I, I think this Ducey Sacky thing. I don't know. You don't, I, you could just play it out. Like, without anybody playing them on Saturday Night Live, which isn't funny anymore. Maybe maybe Curtis and I should have our own show or something. Let's see, who else could be part of that show? Who's funny? Oh, Ke- Kelly. Kelly's funny. Great Kelly is very funny. Uh, great sense of humor. Because Curtis is crazy. Great sense of humor. Hmm. Bernie and Sid. Different senses of humor. They make me laugh all the time. You know, Greg Kelly makes me laugh a lot, to tell you the truth. He just, I, I don't know why. I mean, he's very serious. He's very smart. I'm not saying anything. I, I think he's brilliant, but he really makes me laugh a lot. But let's listen to cut two from uh, just on this issue of, does anybody have the head screwed on straight? 
Should people across the country expect to see that kind of a number when they go to gas up their car? Five dollars, six dollars? Well, again, I think as you heard the president say last week, uh, standing up for our values is not without cost. What we're trying to do is minimize that cost. So I don't have a prediction of it right now because we're trying to minimize the impact on the global energy markets. In other words, the increase in the price of gasoline is because of the war. When did the price of gasoline start going up? Gee, I remember those little stickers with Joe's stupid face pointing at the number. I did this. Oh, my goodness. I think I remember those. Well, definitely last year. I'm going to say November. At least November. I remember driving up. remember driving up. It was near, it was near New Haven. I pulled over. We got gasoline, and we both started laughing because <laughs> laughing or crying because the price of gasoline had gotten up, gone up like fifty percent. Look, the price of gasoline is up because he stopped uh, having us be a country that has is independent with regard to energy. I mean, you have got to be anti-American to do that. He, he not only he 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 gave the Russians a pipeline, and he took one away from us. I don't know. Do you, I, I think I could get a 10-year-old to figure out that this guy shouldn't be running America. He should go find some other country to ruin. He took away our pipeline that helped to make us energy independent. And he gave Russia a disputed pipeline. He got rid of an air, an air base that was 400 miles from China which had just built a large runway so it could accommodate all kinds of planes that could have bombed the hell out of China if they ever did anything to us. I mean, just another indication that we will never use military force. I'm telling you, the, and, and Saki believes that g- gasoline is up because of the war? Hey, liar, it's been up a long time. I, I, I just think she is a pathetic... There, look, a press secretary sometimes has to push, 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 push. But you can't just flat-out lie. I mean, that's just a lie. Let's listen to number four now. The president said before he got here that Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. It's two and a half years later. He is intimidating the United States and those in Eastern Europe. What I'd hardly put it that way. I would look at it actually from the prism of the United States and President Biden has rallied the world, uh, rallied Europe uh, to stand up against the efforts and the actions of President Putin. And we, totally we've laid out very clearly exactly $4 gas, $5 gas, however high you guys think it's going to go, something like that. It's not intimidating. You asked me if we were intimidated by uh, President Putin, and I think uh, the evidence of that doesn't exist. Well, it certainly does exist, liar. Why did you say we're not going to use the military? Because you're afraid. Because you're intimidated. He's not intimidated from using his military. He doesn't care what the world thinks. I mean, the guy didn't have Ukraine when you came into office. And already you're in office a little over a year, and he's taken one of the most valuable countries in the world. I mean, you're a disgrace. Biden, you are a disgrace. And Saki, you're a disgrace for lying for him. It's gotten to the point now where you lie so damn much 
It's not. It's beyond you know press secretary trying to help her boss out. This is press secretary helping to destroy a country. I don't know. Don't you ha- guys have any feeling for America? Hey, when he walks around like a demented old man, don't you feel you have some obligation to the Constitution to get him the hell out of office? Don't you think America should be run by somebody of sound mind? And you can't tell me you don't know he's wackadoodle. Why the hell do you tell him what to do? What president ever walked out and said, I was told who to ask for questions? Come on. Come on. I'm tired of the I'm really, I'm just tired, tired, tired of the lying. Hey, Mark. Mark. In New Jersey, are you still there? Mark? He's gone. Mark, oh my goodness. So let's go to Sam. Yeah, hi, Rudy. Uh, you're 100% right, but I want to, I want to add something. Putin is following the M.O. of Bush Cheney and, and Obama, Obama Clinton. Mike makes right, and my way of the highway. Hmm. Okay, so Bush Bush Cheney ruined Iraq. They just went in and and just ruined Iraq. Obama Clinton ruined, and Putin is doing the same thing. Now, who, who did who did um, who did uh, who did Clinton ruin? Uh, uh, Libya. They went in and they blew up Libya. Oh, oh, oh Obama! Obama really did that uh, with with Hillary's uh, uh, pushing her. That that happened during that, right? Clinton, Obama. Listen, oh, listen you're talking this. about Hillary Clinton. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, I'm, I'm confused. I thought you were talking about Bill Clinton. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I I um, I would say the Iraq War was more comp. I'm not. I'm not defending the mistakes that were made with the Iraq war, like weapons of mass destruction, but I, I do think it was an honest mistake. I think people believed it. And I think it also was um, exacerbated by the fact that, that, um, that the um, Iraqis wanted people to believe they had uh, nuclear weapons to, to kind of frighten Iran. So uh, they all made that mistake, meaning Bush and the CIA and the Democrats and I don't think it was might makes right. I think there was a sincere worry about that, and it was a mistake. The real mistake in that, I mean, the real thing that wasn't thought out that, that should have been was, if you're going to do it, how do you operate? And here's why it's always baffled me. We're a country that has a great history of being successful at occupying. We occupied Italy. We occupied Germany. We occupied Japan to great effect. And then we blew it. Well, I have a guest on who I am just wild about. Barbara from Harlem has a great book calling Escaping the Racism of Low Expectations. I'm telling you, you read two chapters of this book, you're not going to go to sleep. So, Barbara, would you come on and tell us in a, in a few words, you know, what people can get out of this book? I mean, it's really your life. And, gosh, you do such a great job of explaining the situation, particularly with the black community and the Democrat Party. Yes. Well, thank you, number one, for having me. I'm honored to have you. I 
hope that this book will open up the hearts and the minds of black people and other people from other ethnicities, showing how the Democratic Party, how it, they poison minds, and they're, they're very divisive when it comes to race relations. That's how they stay in office. They're constantly playing that race card. As a Democrat and a member of several Democrat clubs right there in Harlem, I heard what they were saying. I know the agenda, and I've exposed it in Escaping the no, Racism. you oh, have. You have. I mean, you name names, and you point out places, and you have authority for it. And uh, yes. I mean, it, it, you don't just uh, point it out. You prove it. You yes. prove it, my dear. I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at it. I've, I have it all underlined. You know. Yes, that's right. I lived it. I was there. It's nothing that I read about. It's nothing that someone told me. These are real life experiences, and I think the world needs to know what's going on. America is too wonderful for us to have these undercurrents of racial discord for no reason at all. Now, Barbara, let, let, let me just tell people, you know, who are going to read the book, but they haven't yet. I mean, you, you have been the victim of some pretty brutal uh, racism by white people. Yes. Like the Klan. Yes, absolutely. I was shot. I was shot twice. So how come you don't, how come you don't hate, hate white people? Well, I was raised to love thy neighbor. So just because I had a run-in with the Klan doesn't mean that I have the right to hate all white people. Just because a lot of whites here in America, particularly in the South, participated in slavery, that doesn't mean that I have to hate the descendants of those who may have had slavery, slaves, or even those who may have fought in the Civil War so we could get that 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. My Bible tells me to love my neighbor. Barbara, I mean, do you find, and there's so much more I want to go th uh, through with, uh, go through with you, uh, that people have to, people people have to listen to the podcast, right? That podcast did very very well. It was about a week and a half ago. It was one of my better ones in a long time, because of you. And you can go get it on RudyScommonSense.com, and you can hear the whole story. It, it's, uh, I I know when I have Barbara just tell you the conclusions. You don't realize the wonderful life story this woman has. This woman is a hero. I mean, she was, you could not have gone through worse than she's gone through. And you couldn't have come out, you couldn't have come out better. What, what, did, what, so what do you say to people now who, who make race such a big issue? How do you, how do you get them over it? Well, I remind them that I have people in my family that were born, like my grandmother in 1898. I have a father born in 1915, and they never talked about race, racism, or white people holding them back. They were entrepreneurs. I had a grandfather who was the first black sheriff in Deland, Florida. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. So I've seen it in living color. Oh, tell, tell them the story about your mother and going into the segregated... Uh, the segregated restaurants, that got to be one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. Yeah. Please, before drive. we get off, tell them the story. It's worth it. I'm telling you. Tell them the story. We, she would drive from New York to Florida. So when we passed the Mason-Dixon line, 
everything was black supposed to go to the rear. She would tell us to be quiet, and she walked in the front door with five black children and started talking French. So they must have assumed she she couldn't speak English. She pointed up there for this, that, hamburgers, everything. They would be so apologetic, pack our bags with all of that food, and we'd go out to the car, sit in the car, and laugh. So what did so how when you went through this, how old were you? You about eleven or twelve, I think you told me. Something like that, yes. And you had yes. some younger ones too, and older ones, right? That's correct. My brothers so, were older, and I had a brother and sister that were younger. Oh my goodness! Yes. I mean, that, it's, that, that is just hilarious. It's just yes, hilarious. She did it. She did it. We never went in the rear of any restaurant south of the Mason Dixon line. We always <laughs> went in the front door. Well, Barbara, you've got a lot of wisdom to impart. So here's what I'm going to I'm going to recommend that everybody read this book and we're going to have you on a lot. You know, this is Black History Month and this this book should be on the reading list of anybody who wants to learn black history. It does contain quite a bit of history also. It's a really really good book and let me add it's very well written. So go get the book and read it. You'll get educated, ladies and gentlemen. Barbara, and thank you for being on Andrew's committee. He uh, he thinks the world of you. You know that. Oh, thank you. He's so yeah. nice. So well, nice. thank you. Well, I'm telling you, no kidding. Escaping the racism of low expectations. Barbara from Harlem. You will really enjoy it. When I come back, we will have the mayor's final words. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and these are my uh, final thoughts brought to you by Tunnels to Towers, T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. $11 a month will help Tunnel to Towers take care of uh, the families of those who lost their lives uh, trying to protect us uh, at home or abroad, or those who have been seriously, seriously injured so they can have accommodations and homes that, that give them dignity and, and, and a decent life. Please, please, make your contribution. And if you've made it, consider another one. So my final thought today um, is uh, something I, I, I really do think I, I, I could use your help with and you could use mine and we should all talk about. It. And it's very simple. I'll state the problem, and I don't know. I don't have an answer right now. So it, from the very, very beginning, it was impossible really to stop Putin, if you think about it. If you, if you couldn't say there's a military option here, Vladimir, my friend, you go in there, we're going to suck the hell out of you. Or at least to keep him wondering whether we would. You know, I talked to uh, a, a number of Russians after the Cold War because I worked for Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan uh, is, was, and will be my hero. I thought he was the greatest president of the 20th century. Uh, f- frankly, I think the only possible rival was Roosevelt. Roosevelt was the great liberator of the first half of the century, and Reagan was the great liberator of the second half of the century. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have uh, countries captured he had them freed joe so you need to
to be militarily strong, and you need uh, to be uh, willing to exercise that power if you have to, if you're going to frighten a bully. Bullies do not uh, respond to sanctions. They don't respond to uh, softness and diplomacy. In fact, it's almost useless if you don't have in the back the, uh, the iron fist. And if they uh, believe that you, uh, even if you have it, you're not going to use it. You know, it's like, uh, oh, I always go back to The Godfather. It's like that scene in The Godfather when Michael, you know, is trying to protect his father in the hospital and he has the, he has the, uh, the guy who makes cakes, you know, the Godfather help, and he wa- they want to pretend to be guards, and Michael stands there like he has a gun, and the poor guy stands there shaking like he has a gun. And then when they go to, then when they go to light a cigarette, Michael lights his cigarette very, very, his hand doesn't shake, and the poor guy's hands are shaking and shaking and shaking, and Michael... Now, if you've read the book, it's not in the movie, you'll know that Michael looked at it <laughs> and Michael knew he could do murder. He had, he had done it in the army, right? And very shortly thereafter, he was going to do it, and then many, many times. Uh, the American president has to be able to pull the trigger. And not only does he have to be able to pull the trigger, bad people who want to do bad things to us have to be afraid that he will do it. And Nixon, who I know, you know, is blamed for many things, but was quite an intelligent man, though always said that um, some degree of unpredictability is absolutely necessary uh, to be a president in hard times. So I don't know, and I know 27% of the country doesn't want to intervene. So you got the president's hands tied, and in this respect, I will give Biden a little room here. This is a difficult thing. Uh, the world knows which war weary. Uh, our people are. Democrats are. Republicans are. We got to find a way around this, and we will. We've hands on. I, that, this is a, a big thought and a big discussion. So you start thinking about it. I've been writing about it. We'll be back tomorrow, and God bless the people of the Ukraine. Protect them. Please, God, protect them. They're good people. God bless America. I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family-owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Marzano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in-store, by phone, or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinnie Madugno and WABC sent you. Manja.